Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty awesome now. It's so good to see you, Allie, after so long. Uh, you it's, too. It's, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is just an excuse for me to have reunions. Hi, Kat. Cat's yeah. leaving. Yeah. The little cat She's door. gone. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. So I feel like this podcast is really just an excuse to like see people that I haven't talked to like in a long time. Uh, yeah. But I want to thank you, first of all, for, for something that I was thinking about while I was kind of trying to process the interview. So you gave me my first publication at Casper Expressions Magazine. And I was just thinking about that, like, holy crap, that is that is a a monumental moment for me. It was a great time. And uh, I can't thank you enough. You published, I think, a short screenplay that I did. Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what an honor to have published that first thing of yours. That's oh man. Yeah, yeah. And and I was I just thought it was kind of kind of interesting because I was looking back as like, what's the trajectory of of Ali and I, uh, you, you helped me with my publication. Uh, I played your father, uh, yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> you put up with a lot of ridiculousness at Casper college. So I'm just incredibly indebted to you for, uh, for just, you know, being pretty awesome, but I want to pick your brain today. So if that's okay, I want to, I want to see if we can cover a lot of things. Bring it on. Can you tell me about your masterwork, first of all? You have been doing something that I admire so much, which is consistently creating something. I don't know how you've been able to do this, because I, I was looking at the website, and you you already surpassed a thousand pages of, yeah. of this work. Can you tell me about Familiar Monsters and, and sort of what, what that world is and how that started for you? Absolutely. Um, so I've been working on it for a little over four years, and um, I'm doing it all myself. So uh, for those people that don't know, it is a webcomic, so it's published three times a week. And um, generally on a webcomic, there's four to six people working on it, and for mine, it's just me. Mm. So I produce it, I write it, I ink it, draw it, flat it, all of those things, um, which when I started, I was kind of like, that'll be fine. I can do that. Uh, and now that, you know, I'm, I'm reaching towards the end of it. I'm like, Oh my God, no, no wonder there's usually a team of people doing this. So, um, but I, it just, the thing that just keeps me going on is the story is very important to me. And, um, the more I talk to the people that I know that are reading it, I find that it's important to other people too which is always nice to hear, you know, because sometimes when you do things that are on the internet or things like that, they just kind of go into the void and you have no idea. Right. You know, is it being received? Am I just, you know, inflating my own ego, thinking this is going out there somewhere? Um, <laughs> Can you give me a little bit about John and Garen, where these characters came from? They're so finely drawn in in character and, of course, visually. So what's What's going on with them and where do they come from? Well, they actually stem from, I don't know if you remember Amy Shell. Yeah. Uh, so her and I used to drive around all the time and talk about these characters. And they weren't always John and Gare. There were some other ones like Johnny and Mickey and they were these Irish brothers and all, all these things. But we always kind of had this, like we would just kind of like talk about what these hypothetical people would do. Mm. And uh, one time we landed on what if it was a monster hunter and a monster. And I was like, I really like that. Like, I really, really like that a lot. And um, 
so I just kind of like took that and ran with it. So it actually came from just driving around in the car with my best friend, you know, because there's nothing else to do in Wyoming. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I just kind of took it and ran with that. And what I, what I really wanted was a story about love that wasn't necessarily a romance story mm. and about found family versus, you know, your real family and things like that, because those are things that are really important to me. Um, and so these two, you know, they're childhood best friends. And uh, basically the elevator pitch is they go on a camping trip and are attacked by werewolves. Um, one of them, his brother is killed and he is turned into a werewolf and taken by the pack and the other one gets away. Uh, then no one believes the other one. The, the one that gets away is John. No one believes him. And he uh, winds up training to become a hunter, like a monster hunter to avenge his dead best friend. Um, but then later in life, they, by just circumstance, they happen to find each other when John accidentally hunts Gare. And uh, they kind of start to have to deal with who each other are because they're both monsters to each other. And uh, just kind of dealing with that as, again, as you know, you grow up with these friends that you had and coming back to them and finding out who they actually are now and having to deal with each other and realize that maybe it's okay, like who we've become is kind of part mm -hmm. of it. So. And that's an incredibly powerful, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of metaphor kind of going there. Um, and I don't know how much Wyoming as, as like culturally had a lot to do with the, with the creation of this work. Yes. It strikes me as there being like a really intense core there. Can you give me a little bit more about that? Like yeah, <laughs> how yes, Wyoming absolutely. plays into the picture? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I love that you asked that question actually, because Wyoming plays into it a lot and, uh, especially with a lot of my readers being here in California, it's, it's interesting watching how they receive some of that. Um, a lot of the Wyoming that plays into it is that these boys are very close and they have a really hard time showing it because a lot of times in, you know, rural places like Wyoming, uh, it's not really something that happens even with girls, like never mind men, you know? And, um, and I think John's knee jerk reaction to go, you know, try and take somebody down rather than focus on himself and get better kind of plays into that a little bit as well. But I mean, those are the negative things of it, but I think the positive things of it are finding each other and uh, just the closeness that they actually have from growing up in those experiences together. And, and they're both very hardworking and they're both very devoted to what they're doing. And I think some of that really reflects in being brought up in a place like Wyoming. Mm. There's there is a kind of resilience. And I, I do love that idea that you have these characters that are very much their own and they're kind of rebelling against the culture that they they kind of started in, in a way. Mm -hmm. But there are still some values that, that you can't really run yeah. away from. You can't really escape. Uh, right. So that's that's definitely super interesting. Now, for you, when you you grew up in, in Wyoming, too, right? Like most of your right. life. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up in this place. How how did you get started creatively? W were you more of a visual person? Because I know that you did costuming and, and behind the scenes stuff at Casper mm -hmm. College, a little bit of acting. But when you were younger, what was the introduction to the arts or creativity for you? Um, so honestly, it was always just the writing. That's what I always thought I was going to do. Uh, and I always had like notebooks with me. Like I remember my parents like <laughs> not upset with me, but just like we're at the lake and, you know, everyone is skiing <laughs> and you're sitting there writing in a notebook, you know, <laughs> like come on let's go do stuff so yeah. uh that's where it really started and uh honestly this was going to be just a book 
And I went to a convention for that show, Supernatural, and I met oh. another comic book artist. And she was like, this should be a comic. And so that's honestly the introduction to the art side of this was this story. I never drew until I started mm. drawing this comic, as you can really clearly tell at the beginning of it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> But I love that. I love that impulse, though, because, you know, you weren't afraid of taking that creative risk and saying, this is totally beyond me. I need to figure it out. I need to kind of tackle it. What was what was the apprehension to doing that? I mean, because you I think there was a gap between having this idea and kind of sitting on it for a while mm-hmm. and then executing on it, which was just a few years ago. What was that that trepidation or was there any at all? Or were you just like, this is going to be fun for me? Um, there was a little trepidation just of the understanding of what an undertaking it was going to be. And the time frame of doing that, and especially, um, you know, my husband is active duty military, so I'm like, well, when he's deployed, when will I work on this? And our son has special needs. And so there was like a lot of home factors that kind of led to kind of sitting on it for a little bit. But then I was just kind of finally was like, you know, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And so I just kind of made the time to do it. And um, I, and again, at that time, I don't think I understood what the actual undertaking was. Like uh, we're rolling up on five years in July and I will just be finishing it up. And I'm like five years of working like 14 hours a day on this thing. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do with right. myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. I mean, the, how long does a page usually take for you? Um, because it, it seems like you have your narrative. Like, do you have like a general idea of, of where it's going to oh. go before you start? Absolutely. Um, so I actually, uh, I write, I write the whole thing out um, as like a novel first. And so the whole thing is actually written. I finished writing it two years ago. Um, and then I take that and then I transform it into, um, I panel it so that okay. I know what's exactly going to be happening. What are the actions and things like that? And then I go through and make sure I have like my references ready and things like that. And so, yeah, I have a really clear idea of what it's going to look like and what's going to happen. And uh, as far as a page takes, um, so I usually do them in chunks of five. And that will take me, I I do five pages in a week. And I usually do 10 to 13 hours a day or so. And so I get five pages done in in six days. And then I take Sunday off. Wow. So Wow. And you're a machine. I just have to say, we'll we'll (laughs) get into this topic too, because uh, just the idea of parenting, you know, and taking care of your home responsibilities, Mm. things like that you know, special needs child. And of course, this, this work, I really applaud you for it because thank you. I, I really like, you know, I live a pretty quiet life and I still feel like I can't get anything done. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating that you're actually doing, you've done a novel, like you've written an actual novel and yeah. now you're, you're <laughs> doubling down and, and you're creating this massive work. I, I just think that is, that is incredibly interesting like you're actually adapting your own work (laughs) you know and that's actually been really challenging at times because there are things that when i you know when i'm writing it that when i get to you know i get to having to draw it and i'm like past Allie, why do you hate me so much like (laughs) why did you make this so difficult and and i would find myself as i was writing taking shortcuts because i knew later i would have to draw it and so then Mm. it was really hard to stop myself from doing that um but like in issue 10, they're in the car, like the entire thing. And it turns out it's really difficult to draw people interestingly in the car over and over and over again. Uh, so that was really frustrating, you know? And so there's, it's, it is interesting adapting my own work and being like, I did this to myself. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's actually really fascinating. Um, what are some takeaways for you? I mean, if if somebody was just getting started on the uh, the the creative writing front, especially doing doing this kind of of work that you've done, I mean, what what are some things that you would avoid now, or that you would do differently? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I I guess I would say not schedule yourself out a little bit more. Um, make sure you're way farther ahead before you start debuting things or putting things out because you don't want to get in this situation where you literally can't stop working. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've had that happen a few times. Yeah. And uh, I would say make sure that if you're going from a piece, piece of writing that you've really polished it before you start. So especially at the beginning, I was like, well, I don't need to edit this over and over again because I can edit it as I draw. Mm. And it turns out that's a nightmare and causes some continuity errors and things like that. And so I would almost say finish the whole work first and then start because I, you know, drew as I wrote. And this is not for you. See you later. <laughs> Bye, cat. Um, <laughs> nope, it's coming back. There's go. Okay. <laughs> but, um, and again, you know, it it changed my writing style, knowing that I was gonna have to draw it. And I there's parts that I wish I hadn't done that, but now they're there. It's already happened. So I, I would say have one solid thing first before you start thinking about adapting it yourself. Mm. No, that's a that's a really good one. Now you making your way into this particular medium. Have you always been a fan of comics or or has this been com completely a new realm to you? Oh no, I I've always been a really big fan of of comics. Yeah. So this this wasn't this wasn't new to me. <laughs> so yeah. so you felt like, you know, you you sort of after a long time of consumption, you kind of had an innate understanding of sort of what the the medium required. What would that be? Yeah. You know, what is it that makes the medium so interesting to you? Um well, so I like the the, uh, the emotion that you can really get across without any words is really important to me. Um and it's something that I strive for in mine is not having them tell you everything and more of showing it and uh i mean i don't know but that's a, that's a big question I know, I, I dude like what is the draw of comic books uh, <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm asking you know mostly for myself because i feel like i was kind of part of a a generation that i could have i could have just kind of uh initiated myself into into that mm -hmm. medium because it aligns with so many of the things that i love which is the visual storytelling which is the writing the yeah the I guess the momentum of dialogue, you know, just kind of unfolding. But when I was younger, I, I was learning English. So I think a lot of my bandwidth was taken up by just l learning the language. Figuring that's fair. That stuff out. And so that, that's why I just kind of wonder, like, what's the initial draw, you know, that kind of like made you feel entranced for that, that form? I, I think it was being able to really fall into a story when you get to see it and read it at the same time. Because, I mean, in a movie, it's not, I hate to use force, but for lack of a better word, it's forced on you in its own time frame. Mm. And in a book, you're creating your own pictures, which is always great. Like, I love to read. But in a comic book, you can sit there and really absorb the art and you can stop and really focus on a specific scene and, like, look at what this guy's looking like on your own time. And you're still kind of getting to create it yourself. You're just kind of getting cue cards mm. on what, what you should be thinking yourself. Right. And so, yeah, I just, and it's just nice. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and the way that you describe it, it reminds me of like going to a museum or going to a gallery yes. and then somebody telling you a story about the painting that you're, mm -hmm. that you're viewing. And then you can sit there 
on the one page if you really want to admiring additional details and stuff like that now that's yes uh, that's that's a really good description that's exactly it awesome awesome now what are some works that like took your breath away when you first got into this like when you first started discovering comics asking for a friend um, <laughs> asking for a friend <laughs> um so i i always you know i always dabbled in like x-men and marvel and stuff um you know gambit was my first and one true love i have him tattooed <laughs> on me <laughs> but awesome. um one that really got me rolling was Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue. And um, okay. it's the one where Gwen Stacy dies. Oh. And the art in that one, like, it's not her death in that. It's the art of it is, like, tear-jerking. It's so mm. beautiful and good. Um, and then, you know, just some uh, other indie ones, and especially recently, uh, there is Finding Home, and it's uh, this LGBTQ like fantasy love story mm. and the art is just like amazing and um there's a, a friend of mine's digital lizards of doom and like his you know his hearing his whole story of his wanting to put in all of his love of video games and stuff into a comic book you know and so it's just you can see the love of what somebody has yeah in the comic and you can really see like what their like cherished moments are. And it's just to share those things with somebody like a million miles away from them and they have no idea who you are. Mm. It's really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I, I would suggest finding like a genre first. Cause I think a lot of people jump into like, they're like, well, I'm going to read Marvel or Batman and those are good. But I would almost be like, go find an indie one, mm. just like indie comic. Here's my hot word. And then read that because it's mm. going to be something amazing and something tiny, but it's going to be really cool. Do you feel it's more in depth, more, you know, uh, invested in character or, you know, they yeah. can take more risks, maybe not, not even like just bad character development, but just because they don't have to do the mainstream thing. Right. Yeah. They don't have to be playing to this huge audience or playing to a smaller audience. And, and with smaller comics like mine, like you don't really have anything to lose. It's a passion project. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a work of love. And so it's like, if you don't like it, Oh no. Yeah. So speaking of that, can you give me an idea of what the situation was like for you when you were first getting started with this? Like, I know that there's a lot of balance and, and I'm mostly curious for myself because I always feel terrified when I'm undertaking something because I feel like I'm going to be a shitty father now. I'm going to be a shitty husband. Yeah. I'm going to fail at work. I'm not going to be, you mm -hmm. know, putting my energy in the right places. What can you share a little bit of the things that helped you get through that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have felt those things as well. So when I started and I started realizing how much time it was going to be, there were, there was a lot of conversations with my husband of like, why am I doing this? Like I'm being selfish, you know, and like, I'm not being a good parent and all of these things. And um, thankfully, like he has been the most supportive person like I, that it could ever be. And he's just been, this is your like project. This is your like work, your job. And he's like, stop doing that. <laughs> stop acting this way sit down and do it like everything's fine and so like i i literally i don't think i would have continued doing it without support like that um but yeah getting started was hard knowing the time frame uh realizing that i was picking up a new skill and then showing people my first attempts 
at a new skill was was kind of daunting and especially when I was like yeah this this is my best effort and then like looking back on it like a year later I'm like oh my god this is the first thing people see when they read this comic like this is trash (laughs) and so that's been like a later issue that I've had where I'm like I have to go back and redraw this entire thing but um (laughs) so but I think the important thing was to keep pushing forward and you know you're you are always going to be better than you were yesterday at something that you start new and you're always going to do it better so you know you might have a day where i was a really crappy parent today because Mm -hmm. i was working on this Mm -hmm. okay well i have that in my brain now so now i'm better to balance the next day and the next day and the next day right and uh, and so and now it's just part of our daily routine and it's just it's it will get easier but it's i would just say keep climbing over those rocks like Mm -hmm. because you'll get to the flat land and it's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. Uh, I've always wondered too about this in, in terms of sharing my art with my child, it's really difficult sometimes because they, you know, they just do their own thing, you know, either Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be like present or they'll be incredibly (laughs) disinterested. Do you do any of those things with your child? Like, like try to get them involved in the, you know, in the fray of creativity, or is that something that like, you know what, you do your thing. So with, with Jude, he has no interest in any kind of media like that. Like he just, he can't, he can't like really grasp any of that. Um, but I do share it with my niece and uh, that's a little difficult sometimes because, uh, well, one, my work can get a little graphic and have mm. some themes that aren't appropriate for, yeah. you know, a, a, a preteen. Um, and so that, that can be hard because she wants it. And I'm like, well, I ask your mom, but um. <laughs> you know but it's it's been really nice because she lives in florida and so it's very hard for us to have a relationship and um the last few times i saw her she was starting to get interested in art and honestly because i had started this project i was able to share that with her and now i'm really close to my niece which means a lot to me like she's Mm. one of my favorite people in the whole world and i've been able to see her art progress because as i talked to her about it it started out with her asking asking me to teach her things and now it's seriously like me messaging her because mm. her art is so brilliant that I'm like I need help <laughs> and you, you got to tell me what to do here yeah and so yeah. I mean as far as sharing it with like the kids in our life I think because she's interested because like you said you know sometimes it's like I you're supposed to be my mini me come over here and enjoy yeah. this yeah like and, and they don't yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh but it did bring me closer with her and that's something that like I if if that's the only thing I take away from this project, that's a win. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, it, it reminds me of uh, anytime I try to, um, <laughs> my son is just like his mom. You know, he's he's very much like like Maddie. He's he loves to sing. He's he's artistically inclined, I think, but he's very direct. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> I was I was doing a, a demo because I'm I'm doing a, a one person show. That's like my my big challenge right now. It's like I'm trying oh, cool. to challenge myself to do everything like we used to do, like in speech and debate, you know, like mm-hmm. just everything coming out of one person. And I was playing the demo in the car and the first thing he did, he was laughing and then he started singing like me and he was like making the worst impression that I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, so that's what I sound like. I sound like complete shit. Right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> but but it's like, I, I love that because they're just so brutally honest, like the way it'll play and the way it'll work. Um, but speaking of childhood here, I wanted to go back in time and I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place. 
No, you're good. Um, I'm just loving kind of, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what about this? What about this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back, back to Wyoming, right? Starting up. Did you feel that you were supported creatively? Like uh, you kind of mentioned that when you guys went out, you know, and, and like maybe mm -hmm. your parents wanted you to focus more on on being in the moment <laughs> rather than yeah. escaping, you know, into the page. Um, what was that growing up in Wyoming for you? You know, just despite that, um, the frustration I could feel from them sometimes, I they never missed any stupid little show I was in. Even if I was backstage, they saw every single one. And so as far as like my personal life and being supported, I was very, very supported. And, uh, and especially with none of them really into anything that I was in. Like they just, they just weren't. And, but they like, even my brother would be like, I don't know what that is, but okay, let's go do it. You know? So like, I, I think I was really, really lucky in that aspect. Mm. Um, I think it was hard sometimes finding the outlet in Wyoming because there yeah. would be one or two choices. So if you didn't make that play, you're like, okay, well for the next six months, what is my, yeah. what do I do? I have to do this myself. Right. Um, and I, I did find that outlet a lot in band because then I could still do like music and do that part artistically. And then mm -hmm. once, you know, I found like technical theater, like, oh, okay, this runs all the time, even if there's not a show going and things like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I would say the struggle was just mostly finding those things, mm -hmm. you know, and now, and now coming out here and meeting and meeting some creative friends out here that have grown up out here and they're like, oh, well, I went to Comic-Con every year, you know, and I met this guy <laughs> and this guy and, you know, I've, you know, known this dude for my entire life. Oh my God. <laughs> like, okay, Chris. Like we, yeah, we live in a, a creative <laughs> desert sometimes, or we used to. I mean, I think it's getting better, but yeah, it's it was definitely a, a desert growing up. Did mm -hmm. you want to do uh, creative writing when you were when you were going to college, or were you doing yeah. theater? Um, so you know, I I did so much theater, but I wasn't a theater major. <laughs> um, I was I was actually an English major with the creative writing emphasis. So what so, was uh, it, what was the reasoning there? Was it a one of those things like scholarship stuff or or was it Well, it was um so I had I had been doing theater since I was like 8 or 9 mm. and when I went to college I was like I'm not I'm I'm quitting. I'm not doing it. But um another thing about growing up in a small town is you go to school with the same people all the way up. So I have all of my college friends who I had done theater with for the last decade are like, what is happening? Come over here. <laughs> like, stop trying to leave us. Yeah. And I was like, it's just not you. I just don't want to be doing this. Um, and so I kind of got sucked back into it, which, which I'm glad because that's a huge part of like who I always was. And I really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, it was always about the writing for mm. me, you know? <laughs> so, and I think I was, I was so glad. I, I, I think we had that class together, Mr. Snyder's um, screenwriting class. Oh, yeah. 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 So I remember seeing that thing in the booklet and I was like, oh my God, a class for us. I, like there's a writing class. <laughs> I almost remember the day and I'm glad you mentioned that. See, there's another one. There's another connective thread. So I almost fell out of my chair because I thought, huh, we can get screenwriting and huh, it's going to be great. Because <laughs> at the time, you know, I was like wrangling like all of my friends into doing these like uh, yes. weird weird <laughs> noir movies uh and it was just a complete madness but i actually learned quite a bit from him and i still use mm -hmm. the uh the close at method that he that he gave mm -hmm. us which was just gather get your character location object situation action and theme i have yeah. a notebook and everywhere i go you know like if i'm on lunch break or whatever i'm writing that down 
in my notes. And then it's like, uh, you know, you can make your own cocktail of storytelling that way. And so yeah. it's, it's informed a lot of my, the way that I kind of gather some stuff, but what were some things that really took you away from that class? If you remember. Um, you know, I think, and, and this has really helped with the comic actually, which is funny because when I took that class, I was like, well, I'm not going to be a screenwriter. Like <laughs> this is not going to be what I do. And now it's kind of what I do. Cause you know, I have to write dialogue out. Yeah. Um, but one big thing was his like kind of, for lack of a better word, hatred of dialogue. He's like, stop having people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. talk so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, that always stuck with me. And then I'll find myself doing it. I'll be like, mm. you're, you know, like syndrome style. You're monologuing. You got me monologuing yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you got me monologuing you got again. Me monologuing. <laughs> and I, I can just kind of like see his face standing up there, you know, by that TV being like, you're talking too much. Show me. Don't tell me. Right. And I just really, I think that's like the main thing I took from that class, mm -hmm. which, which is hard because in other creative writing classes, that's not necessarily the case because obviously you're showing it because yeah. you get to literally tell the person what to see. But if all you have is words, it's hard to be like, but I can't use the word. Right. right. <laughs> so. But it's, a, it's such a specific requirement, right? You know, especially mm -hmm. for screenplays that you really have to be on it and, and translate that. Like I'm having that issue now, like two weeks ago or something I was doing, I adapted one of my old plays into a screenplay. And oh, cool. I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be this great thing because the story's really good. And I read it. I hadn't read it in a few years. And I'm like, as I'm adapting, I'm like, this is complete <laughs> shit. All they're doing is talking. <laughs> you know, like, oh so it was like, <laughs> what a surprise, you know, like a, a stage play where people talk. And, and so um, that I, th you know, again, like the, those lessons of like, yeah, chop away, chop away at those mm -hmm. words, turn it into a visual thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that you reminded me of it because I couldn't remember the professor's name. And I know that that sounds oh. awful. Like I've always been really bad with names, but like I, he made such an impact, but I yeah. couldn't remember his name and that broke my heart. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, the only reason I remember his name is because um, two of his kids were also in theater. Oh. And so like I knew all of them. Yeah. So that's the, all. I get that. I'm taking that pass because I kind of knew the all. So. <laughs> right, right. So there, but, there's been no more theater for you then? Like after, after college, you, you're kind of like uh, that part of your life is over? Yeah, I, I just kind of jumped. I, I did go back for um, a couple just because like CC asked me back to do a couple of things and I did that yeah. and I was just kind of like, oh, right, <laughs> this is what this is. And, like, I, I don't I don't know. It's just, I just all of a sudden was like, no. <laughs> well, you feel well, you feel like uh, and I got to ask you about this because it, Maddie and I talk about this all the time, like this theater beats the shit out of you. Yes. Like theater just <laughs> completely like pummels you down. Yes. And I'm trying to stay optimistic about it. But then like you find these other mediums and you're like, I, I don't have to do that. Right. I, can I just... don't have to subject myself to this. <laughs> right. You know, one, I think one of the turning points that turned me from theater is um, I was contacting professionals and property design. That's what I wanted to do. And um, this one woman that I got a hold of and, you know, she was kind of looking at my portfolio and we were kind of talking and she's like, you know, what are your goals? And she was kind of like, okay, well, you have this, like you could do it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and she's, she's like, are you a hundred percent in? This is what you want to do. And I was like, I, yeah. 
I, I mean, I think so. Like, I remember kind of being a little bit hesitant. And she's like, okay, don't do this. And I was like, what? Huh. She's like, don't. She's like, don't do this. She's like, this will, like you said, she's like, this will beat you down your whole life. She's like, this is a hard job. And I can hear it in your voice that you're a maybe. And so you need to probably not. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And at the time, I was a little insulted. But now I'm so thankful for that woman. And I can't even remember what her name is because yeah. she was totally correct. Yeah. If I was still doing it now, I would just be done. And I'd just be like, you know, wandering this earth with a theater <laughs> degree. <laughs> like going, what am I doing? Well, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you, I got I got to be honest with you. I, I almost started wandering with my theater degree. I did, I did get my theater degree. But, you know, like... Uh, I, I had this, um, this crisis of faith in 2013 and that's when I dubbed my, my just blinding desire to be in the arts and to make art this, this delusion, right? Not in a, not in a, in a demeaning way. It's just, you know, this delusion of like pushing past reason and logic yes. to, to move <laughs> forward. Um, but I, I remember when that moment happened, I, I like, we had just had my our son and we were moving back from Seattle to Casper because there was no ultimatum. I'm like, okay, either we're going to struggle as, as, uh, Bohemians, you know, trying to raise a family (laughs) that way, or we're going to, we're going to come back home and we're going to try to start over and see Mm -hmm. what we can do with, with what we have. And I remember I had a, I almost had a panic attack. I was like, okay, okay. But then Mm -hmm. on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, well, I didn't see it because I was in the thick of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of needed a little bit of separation. But did you ever feel like that? Like, um, like kind of trapped by the real world, quote unquote? Like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have one of those breaking points where you're like, ah, I'm not gonna... <laughs> not I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did. And it was during one of my husband's deployments because mm. I was still working on this and my husband was deployed. And, you know, just like single parenting, not single parenting, but parenting alone at that Mm -hmm. moment and trying to do this thing. And I was kind of like, you're going to have to pick one of these things. Mm. And and it sucks when you're like, but I want to pick the art. (laughs) It's not that I don't love you. I just I really want to pick this. Oh um God. and so I did really flounder at at that moment but but thankfully I had a lot of support and, and like again I had Amy who was like no yeah nobody said you yeah. get to stop I was like oh, oh okay like she's <laughs> she has been like the push mm-hmm. through this we always we always talk about how much I'm Gare and she's John and just and in in those moments it always makes me laugh and like really bolsters me because I was like okay you're kind of being a dick but that's what they should do. Yeah. Oh, that gives me an idea. And then you know, <laughs> <laughs> it keeps so, fueling the story. Yeah, it it keeps just feels it. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. This, this part is actually in my real life. So I can do both. Right. So like, you know, right. but, and it, but yeah, it, there's definitely those times that you're just like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It pays dividends to have a friend like that, you know, to, to it, definitely it really does. in the right direction. And Amy did tech theater stuff right like she yeah so you guys have known each other for a very long time right oh yeah we went to preschool together holy crap yeah we've known each other for a very long time and then um when i got married and went to japan and then when we came back from japan to california uh she basically like uprooted her entire life and moved to california to come and help me with dude like while andrew was deployed and stuff and she's still here 
Oh, and man. so, yeah, like could not ask for a better friend. <laughs> that's that's friendship. I mean, and to yeah. have something like that is, I mean, it's emblematic of why you need to do the story. Honestly, <laughs> it's just like it's it such is. a huge <laughs> yeah. part of your life, you know, from what from what I can, yeah, from what I can see. Um, but now on the comic books that are really doing something for you right now, like uh, what's something that that you aspire to do? um in in the form like are, are there s- some things that that are inspiring you right now in in the medium um like honestly, i guess what's trending i guess what's trending because <laughs> <laughs> i have you no know, idea yeah there there are some things that i've kind of pigeoned myself pigeonholed myself into in the comic that i wish I wish that I got out of and like one of this is such this is such a boring thing but I'm really interested in it is a uh, paneling and uh, so like I really locked myself into like box paneling and um things like that so like my uh my drawings don't cross over from panel to panel a lot of times like oh. the wording doesn't things and uh there's a lot of beautiful paneling and ones like um saga and finding home neighbor things like that that they're uh they lend more art to the background. So it'll be like a panel and then like there's some beautiful things in the background that I'm like, oh, I, I wish I had known enough about this to do that. Like I wish I had educated myself like mm. a little bit before I just went, comic books are in squares and then <laughs> moved on with my life. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so um, that's hard. You can't really transition those kinds of things because mm. you want it to be, you know, the continuity has to be there. Um, so that's one beyond... of the major rules. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, please. That's one of the major rules then of the form as you, you can't really break that convention once you've established it. Or is, does it have to be like a purposeful thing? Like, like for, for a reason? Yeah. Um, I think it's more my anal retentiveness about making it all the same. <laughs> like I, I could just change it. And I know that, and I, and I've been told that they're like, why don't you just do that? I'm like, well, because I didn't before and so i think that's kind of more a stubborn artist uh, rather than okay. you know like I, I could just change it and uh yeah. but i i can't bring myself to do it mm. <laughs> but so maybe but that's for the also next one. yeah maybe for the next one and and that's also like that's their style and i'm like okay well maybe this is my style and maybe someone will look at it and enjoy that right. you know kind of model right. after that stuff so so can you give me an example of when you had to use that restriction to to like make something happen within those constraints yeah um i actually had a lot of trouble with it again issue 10 uh issue 10 is the biggest issue and uh they you know they travel all over the place they go to wyoming and louisiana Hmm. and i really wanted to be able to do more of these like beautiful wyoming moments like landscaping and like new orleans and all these things and i found myself kind of you know, I was just like, you can only have so many panels that are just a background. Nobody wants to mm. see this. And so uh, it was kind of hard to make sure that I was really showing the places they were going, but having mm-hmm. to stay in my own format. Right. And uh, those those would be things that I would go back and try and change if I ever, mm-hmm. you know, in four years when I'm like, I'm going to redraw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're planning a long break after this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's ever it's ever when I talk to and I tell them I do a web comic, and they're again they're like, "Well, who's your team?" And I'm like, "I'm right here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm right here." <laughs> As you start crying, you, do, you I, fall yeah, over. Like, 
like, I don't know. <laughs> so. so when you uh, look at the, the history, or I guess the, the myth of what you're creating, um, what are some things that you pull from, or are there some things that really inspire you in terms of the mythology of, of mm. monsters? Yeah. Um, so I actually have a degree in cryptozoology. What? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I... You, you got to tell me, tell me <laughs> this is okay. I need to know. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's an online thing, but, uh, so this is something I have always been fascinated and I just, because the mythology of it and just the way people talk about these things that don't exist, you know, and that's my opinion. Anybody who thinks they exist, that's totally fine. But I'm like, they clearly don't exist. But then I'm like, but then so many people have seen Bigfoot, you know, and so many people and like jackalopes, you know, like I have an yeah. obsession with jackalopes coming from <laughs> Wyoming. And so I've always like really had this thing. And so I, you know, I found this thing to get a degree in cryptozoology. And I was like, and I got it during the comic. And I'm like, that would look really cool with the comic to be like, I'm actually an expert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, oh, you know, man. I, I lean towards the werewolf because I've always, just, I've really had this fascination with werewolves because I love that they are a monster outside of their own control. Mm. You know, so like uh, a vampire, like still has to go choose to go attack somebody and all these things. And a werewolf is kind of like, it's forced on a person. Mm. And, you know, it's it's something about themselves that's completely out of control and that they, you know, like Gare feels a lot of shame about it. And he just a lot of self-hatred. And um, I, I feel like that kind of mimics things that a lot of us go through, like anxiety and depression or, mm -hmm. you know, our own self-identities of who am I and like, can I change later in life and all these kinds of things. And the werewolf has just always kind of done that for me and has always been kind of a sad character that's really striving to go through. Right, right. And so. I was just, yeah, that's why I had to pick that one. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. It is kind of like the ultimate other in, mm -hmm. uh, in mythology or I guess in, in horror. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty powerful. I mean, because you can imbue a lot of, you know, what, what the reader is bringing, you know, like their own, yeah. um, their own hurt in a way. Like, right. Yeah. What, they, yeah, they what feel, their werewolf is like. <laughs> yeah. What's your werewolf? There you go. That's a, that's a good. That's a yeah. good tag there. Um, so what's on the horizon for you in terms of the next project? Do you have a list of things that you'd like to tackle uh, after this? Yeah, I, I actually do. Um, there are some actually some really big things on the horizon for familiar monsters that aren't quite things I can disclose right now. Um, but there are some big things happening for that that I'm really excited about. And then um, I do have a couple other things after I take a little break <laughs> that, that I would like to work on. Um, I have a post-apocalyptic story that I'm really excited about that I'm kind of fleshing out right now. And um, I have a silly little one that I, I kind of floated to my friends as a joke. And now they're all very insistent that it's the next thing I work on. Um, it's called Purgatory, but like cats, P-U-R-R. And um, <laughs> It's kind of about it already. <laughs> it's, it's if all dogs go to heaven, then that leads to all cats go to hell. And so uh, it's just kind of all of our cats in hell being like, I don't know what I did wrong. I brought her a bird and she got mad. So I scratched her, you know, just like cats, like little, you know, stupid, cat logic, funny cats. Right? Cat logic. Yeah. yeah. And, and it would be a comedy thing. It wouldn't be a big, heavy thing like familiar oh. monsters would be. Um and so, and I think that would be a cool challenge to switch over to that, you know, and so, yeah, yeah. but that's, that's kind of the, the next thing I'm, I'm hovering around 
other than like the serious projects. <laughs> oh, that's that's absolutely wonderful. After a well-deserved break, uh, for sure. Just a couple a couple more questions, you know, and I'll I'll let you enjoy your Sunday. But what's uh what's the sense of community in in the indie comic indie web comic world? How's it been for you? Um, it's actually really awesome. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's. It's really great, but it's also kind of isolated because, again, you know, you're you're just putting art out into the void and it's just going everywhere. Um, but as soon as I started going to conventions here and meeting people and like I, I have met one of my very like best friends in the whole world, Gabriel Valentine. He's the one that writes Digital Lizards of Doom. And he has been such like a support in getting me into the community and stuff. Oh, and there's no I feel like sometimes there's a lot of competition when you get into things like this and i don't i have yet to see that with the comic community like you go to these cons and stuff or you get on forums and things with questions and people they want to help you they want to see your art rise up and it's not like i'll read yours if you read mine like i have never encountered that all i've ever seen is yes this let's all push everything up together and like let's work together to make everybody read more comics and mm. Um, that's not what I expected, to be honest. I, right. I kind of thought it might be a little bit more cutthroat because, you know, you're really trying to get your one tiny little work out there. And that is yet to be the case. Everybody just is so excited to see other people creating. And I, it's really awesome. That's really awesome to hear. Are there some resources that really made a difference for you online? Like some free things that maybe folks who are interested in starting this, this journey of webcomic creation could kind of take a look at or some things that kind of made a difference for you that way um this is such a lame answer but honestly like go to reddit hey I, like... i'm not gonna shit on reddit reddit has yeah. bailed me out so often same red i reddit 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 <laughs> that's the only one i got oh my word i usually try to ask why do we need art I mean, I, I try to I try to end with the big questions and big yeah. open ended questions. But why do we need the arts now more than ever? And what have the arts done for you? Well, I would say uh, to start with the now more than ever. Why do we need the arts? Is what have we all been doing while we sit here and wait for the world to come back? And it's been consuming art. I that's what's kept us all going. I you know so I think we I. Everybody needs art to live to an extent, and you might not be sitting around reading comic books all day or anything like that. But you know, you're again, you're going to see Marvel movies, or you know, you're reading Garfield in the newspaper. You know, there's there's some point in your day where there's a piece of art that is moving you through that day. You know, and it might just be something on the radio or things like that. And so I think, um, I think, especially when we're when we're looking at someone else's art form and we get to see that we're not alone, like when you find that song that you're like, yeah, like this is my thing. And I think it just helps connect us. And especially again, especially right now where we can't be around each other as much like that connection is, is so important to help us keep moving forward and know that we can do things and be who we need to be. Perfect. Perfect. One more, one more. <laughs> uh, I'm also trying to get recommendations on things. Uh, what do you, what are you into right now in terms of, of media, books, music? What's, what's really uh, inspiring um, you right now? So right now, again, there's a couple comics. Uh, 
I, I would say pick up Saga. It is one of the most beautifully written, weird-ass fantasy things. Like, it, it's so weird. Um, but Saga, that Finding Home one that I said, uh, and then, oh, God, what else am I, like, reading even right now? <laughs> um, huh. Music. I don't know. What are you listening oh, to? Oh, oh, my music. You know, I, I'm into a lot of uh, Amigo the Devil right now. Um, Amigo I don't the know Devil? If yeah, not, he... Oh man, so he tells these stories in his songs and you're just, and like, it's kind of like a folksy rock, but then, um, like, so there's this one called Drop for Every Hour and he's singing this song about, I assume it's like his daughter and the man who has like killed her. And it's really emotional. And he's basically saying like, I never knew that like I could enjoy someone else's pain until I like inflicted it on you and all these things. And like, he tells it's like poetry and it's beautiful. It's so amazing. And then you're just kind of like bopping to it though. And you're like, do 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 do. You start listening. You're like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. And this he has is like even more like amazing. About, it is. And like he has one about like Jeffrey Dahmer that you're like, this is fun. But he's thinking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, so I love like, that. Yeah. When they when they give you the duality of life, which is the yeah, the sweet yeah. and the sour, all in, yeah. all in one. Yeah. Oh, so, I love well, that so much. Uh, yeah a lot of him and like nf and ones like that that you're like yes my emotions like help me (laughs) (laughs) now that's a wonderful note to end on but ali i want to thank you so much for uh just being a wonderful artist i love seeing what you're up to you know on on thank you internet and uh i hope that uh, we get to chat real soon when you got the next thing you know happening your latest project let me know i'm happy to catch up and see see how it's been going for you i hope so too